for August 2017, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Douglas. And that opening song is uh, by a group called My New Soundtrack on YouTube. That's their uh, channel. And they're doing an 8-bit Nintendo uh, version of the Spider-Man theme song from the 60s. Kids, that is what video games sounded like in the 80s and 90s. We've advanced quite a ways. Also, I want to give you a heads up, uh, life got in the way. I wasn't able to release uh, the July Spider History in July, so we're a couple days late releasing it, but it's still a fun show. Every fun, every show with JR is a lot of fun. Also, I want to give some thanks to our Patreon members uh, who help uh, support the site each and every month with the expensive bandwidth costs and website hosting. So, uh, public thank you to Brian, Craig, Christopher, Andrew, John, Stephen, Michael, Federico, Michael R., and Daryl. And if you'd like to join our Patreon group, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash crawlspace. And we have a, ch- uh, a reward or a uh, challenge, if you will, if we reach uh, a certain number. I think the $300 number. We will do a special podcast where we will do a DVD-style commentary of The Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie. Which, that would be a lot of fun. It was like, it'd be like a DVD commentary that you see, but only with the crawl space. So, help us support the site, and you get a very cool reward for that. Also, uh, we've got a couple people that dropped a couple dollars into the PayPal pot, which you can do on the front page. Just log on to SpidermanCrawlspace.com, look for a button on the right-hand side, and it says support this site via PayPal. Actually, we only have one person that has uh, supported us. Uh, Javel, so thank you, Javel, for doing just that. All right, gang, let's get in the DeLorean and go back in time for Spider History. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our July Spider History. We're going back to 1979, JR, and we're going to look at uh, Amazing Spider Man Annual number 13, written by Marv Wolfman and John Byrne. Yeah, um, a little background here. Um, I realized after I committed to this month that uh, we had, there was a very old Spider History, uh, Mm -hmm. podcast number 73, where we actually talked about uh, July 1979. I mean, uh, but uh, we didn't talk about very much. That was back before Spider History found its footy. So it was more or less Brad asking, does anybody remember these issues? Uh, And we'd say yes, no, or whatever. And then we'd move on. And that was when the entire podcast, we would cover news, we would cover reviews, we would cover spider history, we would cover message board questions, and it would be all done in about an hour and a half. And that was it. <laughs> wow, I, I really I, I don't remember doing it that way. That's crazy. You're you're oh, giving me oh, history yeah. of the podcast and I was on it. <laughs> yeah. Well Brad, we, we 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 know you forget what you had for lunch yesterday. So I mean it's not it's not surprising. Lunch but, oh, it was a sandwich and some chips. Okay, got it. But, <laughs> but usually but usually I try to avoid going back. Uh, Did you like the spider history inside a bigger show? I like the separate episodes. Well, you know it's it's funny because originally spider history was just 
it was all of us that we would talk uh, uh, and it would just be, you know, do you remember this issue? Uh, spider history, really, it took, and I'm trying to think here, it took, uh, see, we started doing them in January, in January, 2009 wow. uh, with, pod, with, yep. with podcast number 59. Now, see, the reason is, boys and girls, I have all the spider histories that we've ever done. Oh, my Plot. gosh. I didn't know. I've never seen well, the flow chart of it. Look at that. Plotted the chart. And the reason I do that, see, the reason yeah. I do this is because, you know, Brad is the one who comes up with the ideas. And, you know, Brad doesn't do his homework or his research, you know, like any... <laughs> You know, I mean, you would expect the newsman to do that, but, you know, but, you know, Brad, you know, he's a special kind, he's a special kind of newsman. He can't pronounce words correctly. He can't remember anything and he doesn't do his research. So, and he's from Missouri, which votes for dead people. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Brad is so triggered right now. There's there's a lot of self-editing going on right now. Uh, yes, Enigma. Shots have been fired. Yes, they have. Wait till we get through the show. Okay, go ahead, Jr. But any, any, anyway, um, but uh, Spider, it, it took us a while. I mean, like I said, the podcast was we had every we did everything in an hour, hour and a half, yeah. uh, and then it just you know I missed those days. Well, ori- originally the podcast was just three people. It was just Brad and you and the late Kevin Cushing. Uh, who, <laughs> Who is not actually dead, but uh, okay, he's dead to us. But he never got anywhere on time, so he's the late Kevin Cushing. Mm. Uh, ah, so, but, I but, thought that was the, always the one that was late. But back then, but back then, he didn't want to be known by his real name, so we oh, called him right. Morbius. Yeah. 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 And I was Spidey dude. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, anyway, so Brad, you guys were like, you guys were it for two episodes. And then, <laughs> And then Brad got this weird idea. You know, you're the Captain America of the damn show because by about the third or fourth episode, you came yeah. in. Anyway, so, but, but yeah. anyway, so we, you know, but Brad was experimenting with ideas and things of that nature. So he came up with spider history and, and hallucinogenic drugs. <laughs> and it was, I, I didn't start using those until, uh, until actually the Joey Z, but, um, uh, Anyway, so Spider History was usually very brief, very quick. Did we remember these episode or issues? And so we would just go through them real quick. Sometimes it was like, does anybody remember reading it? No? Nope. Okay. You know, well, that was Spider History, folks. Uh, <laughs> and then slowly it kind of found its way. Uh, and my ego kind of took over the whole concept. Shocking. Oh, your ego. And, this is. <laughs> and it you're, was, you're, it was, a li- you're a living planet, JR. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And, <laughs> You're going to be played by Kurt Russell. Well, hey, that's not a bad. I don't have movie. a problem with that. You know, either Jeff Bridges or Kurt Russell. I'm, you know, not complaining. But anyway, it wasn't until we did the uh, the issue with the Hypno Hustler that it started to find its way. That I actually started to kind of figure out what to do with it. And then finally, a few months later, the classic Joey Z is when when we finally, um, you know, when it, we finally kind of locked it down to what Spider History was going to be. <laughs> Ornus um, Spencer is Star Lord. <laughs> 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 that's a good one. That's a good one. I never really thought about that. Yeah, that's nice. That means yeah. that someday Spencer has to blow you up. <laughs> yeah, well, his his mother will probably do it first. So you know, and but uh, anyway, uh, ooh, I said, but anyway, I think it was was that the first time on this one because we have a, I have a fan who hates it, who loves it when I say but anyway about ten times a a podcast. 
so what the point I was making was we use, eventually we probably will go back and redo some of those old months because we really didn't talk about these issues. Uh, so we're so just just so for for the record, officially, we're retreading previous content now. Yes, we are. Well, I did us to know because we did not discuss the annuals. <laughs> we did not discuss the annuals because you know we don't do that on Friday night fights. <laughs> <laughs> the bus. JR has been thrown underneath it. He, des- he deserves it. <laughs> well, n- well, no, you don't do it on Friday night fights. That's why we have to do them on Spider History to do them right. So, anyway. And this corner, the name of it is Friday Night Fight. <laughs> and, and, and all we do is focus on the fight. I mean, we, we, we don't give all the other boring crap. <laughs> We focus on what's important, on beating ass. I, th- I think this, no, actually, the reason this, they don't focus on the crap, the other <laughs> stuff, is because they can't make it interesting. Whereas Inspire History, we make it interesting. So George has know. just made this a Friday night history fight, <laughs> and Zach and I respect. He has never. He, you know, George can. He has never forgiven me for Secret Wars number one. He has never forgiven me for exposing the lie that Secret Wars is. Oh, so, okay. oh man. <laughs> Hornacek oh, says, gone. the shade, the shade. Alex goes, ow. <laughs> uh, anyway, no, I, I still owe you taking over your show at some point because it's <laughs> so that's going to happen at a time of my, at a time of my choosing, Fettinger, at a time of my choosing. <laughs> and then the quickening will happen. And all of a sudden, Queen, and then all of a sudden Queen will start playing in the background. But we didn't used to do the annuals until because they didn't happen any, you know, necessarily happened as part of a particular month. And then Brad, because he was so entranced with Atlantis attacks, he said, you know, we need to start doing the annuals. We need, well, we I, never talk I, about the annuals. We need to talk yeah. about the annuals. And he says, and I want to start out with Atlantis attacks because that was such, such a great story. And it was all across four Spider Man annuals, even though. It wasn't coherent whatsoever. It was the like you just read all four of them and had no like idea what was going on. Did you just I, like a mini stroke? Was that what that was? That pause. The the thing that I like about bad stories and you telling them is it makes it very funny. So you trying to explain Atlantic text. Is awesome right now. Is he's explaining his rationale behind everything. Everything is for Brad's benefit. If it doesn't tickle his fancy, we don't do it. Well, unfortunately, he is the one who writes the checks. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, yeah, unless you become a member of the Patreon, and then, and then somebody else is writing writing him checks. <laughs> you know, like they say, the golden rule: he who has the gold makes the rules. But Brad has no gold. <laughs> I have a platform, and we can all play in the sandbox. Yeah. He did before he got married and had children. So. Whoa! I'll, let's get on and with this stupid annual. Oh a, my god! He's a popper. <laughs> wow. I got your popper. He was here. a former prince, and now he's a popper. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, ASM 13 annual, 1979, go. <laughs> yes, so we didn't do the annual. So anyway, so this one, actually, I remember this uh, because a lot of times annual. I would hope so. You're about to cover it. I hope you remember it. Well, it's right here. It's right here in front of me. You see? I, I mean, and I can show you this, unlike Brad, because I don't rely on fancy computer technology. I go to the source. You know, I picked this up off the, you know, off I the picked, spinner rack. I picked this off the spinner rack, too. What's the cover price on this, by the way? Because I, I remember uh, I had to do extra chores for it. It was this an was, annual. I tell you, inflation, inflation had had ravaged the country by then. Okay. 79. Because, because in 68, the annual 
which was a king-sized annual, was 25 cents. But by 1979, it, it had exponentially increased to 75 cents. No. So yeah. you had to come with you had to come up with three times as much to yeah. get a spider. So, so a regular comics were like forty and fifty cents, I think. I think. Probably so. Thirty five. Yeah, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say we we should just blame Jimmy Carter for that. But, but by by this time, uh with the inflation and everything, remember we talked about la- remember uh last month we talked about uh opportunity costs. So this time you had to choose between buying uh, buying like a, a 75 cent comic or like a book of stamps today, the opportunity cost is you can buy, you know, everything Marvel puts out in a month or make a car payment <laughs> or pay rent in some cases. Yeah. <laughs> and that's only if you don't buy the variants. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Anyway, this was, um, this was an original story. Uh, because I think the previous one, number 12, wasn't number 12, Brad, annual, the, the, a reprint of Amazing 119 and 120, the Spider-Man fight yes. of the Hulk? Yes, it was. It had a new burn uh, image on the front, which was awesome. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a reprint. It, it was a, they've been reprints, I think, from like five to... This one, haven't they? Aren't well. Aren't issue they number one was a re. What number one was an original story? That was the first sentence. So it was, so it was two. Yeah, and um, then I think two and three were reprints. Four. No, two. And- two was Doctor Strange. Didco. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, Benedict Cumberbatch's debut. So um, yeah. anyway, oh. number uh, number nine was a reprint because it was a reprint of spec number uh, spec number two. But anyway, number 13, it was written by Marv Wolfman, who was a regular writer on Amazing Spider-Man at that time, and it's got pencils by John Byrne. And these are actually one of the reasons I uh, decided to go with this month is this is, I, I, you know, I don't notice art much, but uh, this has a real kind of a dark crime noir type feel to it. Uh, it's, it's, it's really some, some pretty good pencils. But uh, the story uh, starts out with uh, an evil gangster by the name of Jimbo who looks like he could be played by Hugh Jackman because he's got the chops of Hugh Jackman. Uh, he gets in a fight with somebody who he's claiming is a snitch and throws the other guy out the window and this guy dies. All right. All right. So then the scene shifts to a secret underground layer in the New York subway system. Now this secret subway underground layer is right next to movie Richard Parker's secret subway underground layer. That was an amazing Spider-Man number two, uh, which, which, you know, George, you know, vividly pointed out, you know, uh, during our review of that, uh, during review of that movie, he was particularly offended by Richard Parker's secret layer, uh, <laughs> especially because it has like windows 95. <laughs> and, and, and I barely had time to upload a video to Windows 95 for his plane crash. And I'm like, no, because Windows 95, Jack, it takes hours to, to process and upload a video. So does Windows. Well, how long was that flight there, Berryman? Dude, he did it like in a like like in a matter of seconds in the movie. I called BS all over that, and rightly so. So what uh, so anyway, Doc Ock is here. And he's with a bunch of his goons, and he's ranting and raving like supervillains are norm- known to rant and rave because the his nefarious plans have been stolen. He's got some grand scheme because he's Doctor Octopus, uh, and his plans have been stolen. Well, they say, hey, well, you know, it had to be the guy with the, the huge Jackman mutton chops or whatever that took it. I mean, Jimbo, and you know, Doctor Octopus says, yeah, I never trusted Jimbo. We got we got to go find we got to go find Jimbo. So anyway. 
Spider-Man um, is fighting mo- uh, fighting crooks in a web house. Uh, crooks in a web house. <laughs> Spider-Man fights a bunch of thugs in a warehouse, and this federal agent shows up. And he won't give him his name. He just he's a federal agent. Says you need to investigate this murder. And uh, there is this FBI or this Secret Service agent that was murdered. Uh, his employer think it was thinks it was suicide. You've got to prove it wasn't suicide and it was murder. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. You know, and, uh, and and who are you to give me orders? So, but the guy says, well, go to this guy's funeral. The guy who died, go to his funeral and uh, and think about it. So Peter does. And sees this secret agents or this secret service agents family there. They're burying him, and he's overhears that oh, they'll never get the insurance now because they think he committed suicide. So Peter goes home, and he's sitting at home, uh, and he's thinking, well, you know, golly, that is kind of a crappy thing that happened to these people. Maybe I should help out. And then, then the the, the agent that confronted him just walks in and says, you're, you're going to help me now, aren't you? And Peter says, "Who? What the heck are you doing here? You know, why are you here?" And uh, the agent says, "Well, we're, let's not fool around anymore." And he, you know, gra- uh, rips open Peter's jacket and shows that he's Spider-Man. So he knows he's Spider-Man. So in this long conv- through these various convoluted events, this agent keeps pointing Spider-Man to the action. You know, to uh, to where this Jimbo is, to where Doctor Octopus is. You know, this agent keeps showing up, and really, you can see where this is going already. Um, but this agent keeps pointing to where. Well, that's a nice figure. Um, certainly better than that Hulk Goblin one. So, as the agent leads Spider Man around town, taking him to these various locations. Uh, he finds out that this Jimbo has plan is, is has plans for this super weapon, and so he needs to break into this warehouse and steal parts for this super weapon. Well, Peter, at this point in time, decides he needs to go undercover as Kid Parker, uh, the baby fit dude, with the baby see what the dude with the baby fist, the baby face, and fists of steel. So, and. So anyway, so he ingratiates himself to this gang in this gang and Dr. Octopus shows up looking for Jimbo. And this is where Dr. Octopus recognizes Peter and says, oh, by the way, you know, I got tired of conning your bitty old aunt with my <laughs> phony marriage proposals. <laughs> so uh, th- this is one of those where I guess Marv decided, looked at Jerry Conway's old stuff and with the with the wedding. And Marv said, you know what? That was really stupid. You know, Doc Ock proposing to Aunt May and everything like that. So I'm going to retcon it. And I'm going to have, you know, Doc Ock say that he was just trying to con her with these phony marriage proposals. And then this and then this was retconned later. Yeah, this was retconned later. So and now Doc Ock really did like Aunt May. But uh, 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 it's kind of gross to think about. So anyway, but uh, so and it's. Anyway, Peter gets found out. They, you know, they they weigh him down with they knock him out, weigh him down with rocks, throw him in the river. You know, he comes up. The agent, you know, finds him again and leads him to another place. And eventually, it all winds up at this construction site. And Doctor and, and Spidey and Doctor Octopus fight it out. Uh, Jimbo is confronted by this agent who has been following P- uh, Peter all around and Jimbo is scared to death of him, says, it can't be you. It can't be you. Uh, and he falls off, you know, like it, all classic villain stories, you know, villains like mysteriously, you know, they don't watch where they're going. They back up and they fall off something to their death. Uh, well, 
Spider-Man saves him and he confesses that he actually killed this other federal agent the guy has been referring to. Next day, Peter decides to drop in on the widow of the agent who supposedly committed suicide and was murdered. None of this is making a rat's ass worth a tenth the way I'm telling it. Uh, I told you guys, I told you I was not as prepared for the second one as I was prepared for the You're first fine. one. You're fine. So actually, this is the drunk uncle telling you a story. <laughs> drunk on Diet Mountain Dew. It doesn't take Diet much. Dew. JR. It JR and you're you're all like, uh, once the Hennessy get into me. <laughs> when you're when you're 53 years old, it doesn't take much to put, make send you for a loop. By, by anyway. the way, JR, I, I I wanted to share with you. Um, I thought it was kind of awesome that on our Facebook page, uh, Daniel shared the posts that were live with uh, JR for Spider History. He goes. Uh, it's Spider History Time with JR! Exclamation po- point. If you're a longtime fan of the crawl space and you've always, in the all caps, wondered what JR looks like, here's your chance. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, well, rock star. You don't even have like, a Facebook it's like, page. It's like Christmas come <laughs> early, kids. <laughs> well, well, I, mean, I mean, for the longest time, JR was. That's why the we have this. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> monster of the spider-man crawl space though it was like we had one one little um oh my gosh enigma goes jr's tongue had a stroke <laughs> that's pretty well what it felt like yeah but like like jr was a lognus monster because because he only had one image that he posted on the message board that he looked completely and utterly miserable it was like jr well, why are you so sad now i a long time ago i asked uh, every member of the panel to give me a picture. And what did JR do? He got his wallet out and he scanned his driver's license picture and sent it to me as a JPEG. <laughs> no one looks good in that picture. <laughs> God damn. It was, a, it, was a secure, it was a security badge. I don't even think it was a. It oh, was it was a security badge? Oh, that's was security funny. Badge. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was working in. Uh, I was. I was working at a different location at the time, and I had to have a new picture taken for this particular badge. So, you know, so I gave him my most solemn look. You know, because I mean, they, I had. To, they had to let me in the building, so I had to look like I was serious. Yeah. Um. Anyway, getting back to the issue. Yes, now sir. that uh, now that uh, I think I've recovered from my stroke, uh, which actually is probably if you oh wait wait a minute if you're suffering from high blood pressure diabetes out there hopefully that was not triggering for any of you, um, but Spider Man goes to the widow's house of the agent who was buried, wants to see how she's doing, probably wants to make a move on her you know because she is widowed now right I mean so well you know and she's a young widow you know an attractive widow. So, you know, why else would a photographer for a major metropolitan newspaper who actually doesn't write any stories, you know, why else would he be visiting her? So I, he like that, vi- I like that on this page, the kid that she has, like her, her kid's head is, all you see him is like in the, in, in the corner here and in the, in the corner there. Is it like, is he hiding behind her? So, so is this going to be my new daddy, mom? <laughs> right. trying to- sure. Oh yeah. Anyway, so, so sorry. So 
So she brings a, you know, she, so she brings out a picture of her dead husband, and it turns out that it's the same agent who's been leading Peter Parker all around on, you know, after Doctor Octopus in this mysterious, in this Jimbo character, whatever. He was the guy. He actually was the guy who was killed at the beginning of the story. He was the agent who was referred to, who uh, he was referring to himself when. He was talking about the agent who they thought committed suicide, who was actually murdered. And so Peter realizes that it was his ghost the whole time. Ooh, you know, you know, and, uh, you know, mysterious music and, you know, looking up into the stars, say in the Twilight Zone and uh, spectacular. And that was amazing. Annual number 13. Okay. But it was part one of two. Okay. Uh, Continued in what? And spec annual one? Continued in king-sized annual, Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man, number one. Cool. All right. right. And this time, this this is what we find out what Doc Ock was up to. And this is, this, and one reason I wanted to do this, even though I didn't prepare for it, obviously, uh, is I wanted to, I did want to do a a Doc Ock story before he got slotted. You know, before... (laughs) You know, a Doc Ock story when he was evil Doc Ock and he was spouting all kinds of evil mad scientist cliches and he was calling people dolts and, you know, imbeciles and incompetent. Well, he did that anyway when he was Spider-Man. He he did that when he was superior and before. So, I mean, yeah. So, but I I just at least it was the only character that he wrote in character, though. Yeah. I mean, let's get that props Mm -hmm. to slot in that regard so anyway in the prior story uh peter uh, spider-man during the fight at the um at the uh the building site had actually ripped off one of doc ock's arms and so he was going back he went back to the construction site to look for it and found it and decided he was going to take it back to esu to study it and when he so when he goes to esu he runs into marcy kane now remember this is uh, around the time of amazing uh, 193, 194, 195, and a lot of different things are going on. Peter just entered grad school, uh, so we met this whole crop of characters, Dr. Sloan, Marcy Kane, uh, Steve Hopkins, uh, and, and some other grad students, grad assist, Deborah Whitman, Deborah Whitman, we met yeah. all those. Yeah. Uh, and also, this was the time Aunt May, quote-unquote, died. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. which actually, when we talk about issue 194 a little bit later, but actually she hadn't quote unquote died by then. Uh, but so, so Peter's going to ESU to study Doc Ock's land, but Marcy Kane confronts him. And of course, Marcy has taken a page from the old woman Stacy's book. You know, she's saying, you know, you know, you're a brilliant student, but you're wasting your, um, your, uh, you know, you're wasting your brilliance. Um, or maybe did Gwen actually do that? No, Gwen accused him of being a coward and tried to slap him. That was that was one Gwen. because Gwen was a bipolar psycho, <clears throat> and you know before long she was pregnant with goblin babies. She agrees. She agrees. <laughs> yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. Oh, there she is. <laughs> these guys, ladies and gentlemen, who uh, who are watching, these guys have action figures of girls. Okay. Yeah, they, they all have the attention spans of like like six <laughs> month, or six week old uh, cocker spaniels. <laughs> Get it out now. Let's get it out. Let's work through it. Actually, I sound more like a gremlin, but go ahead. Uh, I was I was doing Blue's Clues because oh. I watched that with my daughter. So. You've got mail. Mail's here. <laughs> are, 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 we, are, are we done? 
Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Go this, ahead. Is, this is why I tried to say let's let's steer away from from the props and everything. But Zach can't can't pay, can't focus enough long enough to do that. He's he's got to do stuff with the whole time. And then Brad joins in, and Brad's like, "Oh, it's it's like putting two Furbies together to talk to one another. <laughs> it's disturbing as all hell." My, Meanwhile, Jr. is trying to be a professional and trying to get through this whole thing. <clears throat> go ahead, Jr. Right, and take another get, uh, sip of Mountain Dew here. Anyway, Marcy's ragging Peter, you know, saying you're this brilliant student or whatever, but your your grades suck. You don't show up to class. You don't show up for anything. Uh, you're a loser. And uh, and but Professor Sloan happens to see this whole conversation, and he's oh, you know, Marcy's ragging on Peter's hind end, but uh, boy, I think she's doing it for another reason that maybe she's not even aware of. Well, you know, of course, no, this you, you you missed you missed a key reference here in their dialogue, Jr. I did at the start. Yeah. Right at the start. Right. Right. As Peter responds to her, you, you missed a key point there. Is that where he talks about the Aunt May's funeral? That's where he talks about uh, that uh, ESU campus. Oh, oh, they did were. You see, the tran- you see the transgression now? For what, lady? I'm the one everyone says turned chicken during the attack on the ESU campus by Swarm, the B-Man. Ah. Yes. Nice. A, a swarm reference. Oh, and why? And we don't have we don't have the late Mister Cushing to define who Swarm was for us. <laughs> so everyone will just have to just wonder who Swarm is out there because Kevin Kent is not here to tell us who it is. Yeah. Anyway, so or they can go anyway, back and listen to the first episode of Friday Night Fights. <laughs> <laughs> but don't do that until you listen to the episodes of Spider History first, which so, completely so. missed the whole Swarm <laughs> thing to begin with. <laughs> oh, George, 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 George. He's he's, uh, you know, he's like a son to me. So <laughs> you're no father of mine, Mister. I hate the secret wars. <laughs> All right, getting back, to, getting back to the matter at hand. It looked like it looked like at that time that Marcy was being set up as another love interest for Peter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, as we know, Marcy was really an alien from the planet Exlaxia or something. Right? That sounds like something you would take as medication, yeah, Exlaxia yeah, yeah, or Trilaxia or whatever. She was actually this alien and she was an old squeeze of Jack of hearts. Uh, mm-hmm. and then I think at the end, she went back to her native planet yet. Yeah, now that one, honestly, that one did not see that one coming. Uh, no. Marcy, I mean, it wasn't just that, but she had the whole thing with the hair. Yep. Remember, yep. I mean, it's we had this whole subplot of why she was wearing scarves. And, yeah. uh, you know, so this went on for a few issues. And then uh, Steve Hopkins and played a trick on her and yanked her scarf off. And there she was with this buzz haircut and her hair was brown. And we got this sob story of her dad, like, you know, having a Marilyn Monroe fetish and making her dye her hair blonde or something like that. You know, and then she, it's the, she's a primo example of, of writers not knowing what the hell to do with a character. <laughs> hey, look, it's, it's, it's the modern day Carly Cooper. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, but Marcy wasn't an editorial mandate, you know? Yeah. So, and, 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 and Carly was an, uh, was a Mary Sue forced into the story. I mean, yeah. Yeah, no one, no one told Peter how cool Marcy Kane was. You know, old girlfriends didn't come. And Mary Jane didn't come up and said, "Well, you know, Peter, I I, I rejected your marriage proposal, and uh, when you were cha- shackled to J. Jonah Jameson, you missed one of our dates, and I don't want anything to do with you. But you ought to go hang out with that Marcy Kane at 
ESU because she knows where it's at. Mm. She's just perfect for you, Peter. Mm. Uh, what have I done? <laughs> so, Peter is uh, anyway. So he goes to ESU and uh, he's studying Doc Ock's arm, which suddenly comes to life. Uh, because Doc Ock is summoning it back, and Peter puts a spider tracer on it, and eventually follows it to the East River, and he and Doc Ock get into this uh, this fist fight, and eventually they wind up at the Brooklyn Navy Yard, and we find out that what Doc Ock has been after all along is he is planning to steal a nuclear submarine. Ah. All right. Yes, yes, that's uh, the Jimbo. That was the, what the plans, you know, Jimbo had the plans for this atomic submarine the Navy was working on, and he had stolen those from Doc Ock, and Doc Ock got him back. And so, anyway, so Doc Ock gets into his Octo Sub. Well, or no, he doesn't call it, he doesn't call it an Octo Sub. What does he call that thing? What does he call that thing? It's a big octopus that goes underwater. Yeah. Boy, you know, I'm I'm looking at a little bit of the art here. and calls it Octosphere. Ock has worked out. He has like a six-pack. I wasn't really looking at Dr. Octopus's chest, but, uh, you know, if you want to, go right ahead. He's usually kind of chubby, but uh, he's he's buffed. There was a period in the 80s, yeah, yeah, where he was. Remember his Secret Wars action figure? Yeah, yeah, he was was, was chubby at all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and speaking of, uh, you know, just, you know, looking at uh, characters, I was looking at Spider-Man's chest since, uh, you know, you know, Brad kind of got me started looking at these guys' chests. And he has on page 30, he's got web pits. Oh, let's actually uh, has a web pit. So, yeah. Is there anyway, the other designed by Tony Stark? And, and you look at Dr. Octopus's Octosphere, and he's even got an octopus on it. And it looks like the uh, it looks like the uh, the front of his new Octo Hydra Spider Hydra oh, Superior Hydra Octopus shirt. Well, that, that does look wearing. like a, a Hydra Puss. Hydra so puss. this is so you know who who's the writer here? Bill Mantlo. So Bill Mantlo is foretelling the Superior slash Spider Man slash Superior Octopus slash Hydra slash Secret. Empire pile of crap. Which does anybody know what's going on in Secret Empire? I tried to read the first two issues and couldn't. I had to have Spencer explain it. it. I loved. Oh, oh, let's mention Conway's response. <laughs> let's mention. Did you see that, Jr.? I saw. Uh, it. No, no, I didn't. So on Twitter, uh, somebody asked uh, Conway, I, wh- "What do they ask him, Brad? Like, what did he think of what was happening in the Secret Empire with Punisher or something like what, that?" What do you, yeah. What do you know? What do you think of the? Cap being bad or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and 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 he said that uh, basically he said he's just ignoring Secret War and just waiting for it to be over, or Secret Empire and just waiting for it to be over. I hope a lot of people are doing that because it just did not make a rat. I you know like I said I had to have Spencer. It's, it's, it's a it's a freaking mess, dude. If yeah. you're just coming in and we're just reading Secret Empire, you have no idea what's going on. What was the the crossover before this that was a mess too? What was the big crossover? Uh, the last five? Um, yeah, Secret Wars was before this, wasn't it? Secret Wars. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a mess too. Well, you know, it runs anyway. into all those delays and everything, but you know, yeah. Now we'll just get different artists because artists don't don't sell books anymore. It's just writers. And Spidey Dude's about to show us his pits, but anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, a little, a little something extra for the crowd. Oh yuck! 
So after this big fight with Dr. Octopus and he finds out that Dr. Octopus and, uh, you know, Dr. Octopus goes into the octosphere and submerges and Spider-Man gets fished out of the water by the military. Spider-Man finds out all about, all about the atomic sub. Uh, so then he uh, let's see here. He finds out that Dr. Octopus is going to steal this sub so he can blackmail the world. Spider-Man goes to the Brooklyn Navy Yard, Oct- steals the sub and starts taking it down. Spider-Man is there at the hatch and he goes down underwater and he pulls off the hatch to get into the sub and he lets in all the water and then the sub is starting to sink. And so Spidey and Dr. Octopus have this have this humongous battle uh, while the sub is sinking and then Spider-Man says, holy cow, we're going down uh, and uh, and it's like I ain't, uh, I'm not hanging around fighting this clown and I'm not even going to bother to save his butt. He can take care of himself. I'm getting the heck out of here. So Spidey gets out. Dr. Octopus gets stuck. You know, a hatch closes on his arm. He goes down. And, of course, Doc Ock is dead. We know that Doc Ock is dead. He's (laughs) dead. He's really dead because there's no way he could possibly escape from this. It reminds me of uh, Spider-Man 2, the movie. Doc goes down in water, drowns, allegedly. By the way, I will not die a monster. By the way, Jr. uh, uh, Spectacular Mike McNulty, who, who you refer to as fake Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, in our, is, is in our chat. Oh, Civil War. Yes, yeah, Civil War 2. And he points out to Civil War 2. Way to, way to just totally hijack my point, Brad. Oh, I'm sorry. I read it right when you – I'm like, I went to the Good chat. Grief. So anyway, sorry. Yes, he points out that uh, Civil War 2 was the event before this, not Secret Wars. And I, I have responded uh, that it's already – It's clearly it's already that – it's being forgotten that fast. <laughs> At least for me, it was. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, George. I didn't. I I spoke. No, you're not. You're not, not, not sorry. I'm not. No. You always do that to me. You always try to like jump on and like head me off at the sorry. pass. I apologize. Well, I mean, somebody has to deflate your ego there. Apparently. He does it the worst. Be quiet, Joiner. He does it the worst. <laughs> he does it the worst during Spider Jeopardy. He always tries to beat me in to say the correct answer. Mm. You're a monster, Douglas. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, what, so anyway, Doc Ock, Doc Ock is dead, just like old Judd is dead. Uh, and uh, But I think he shows up, though, next time in uh, Parallel. I think maybe Parallel Lives, or does he show up before that? But anyway. Oh, it's, he he, he appeared. Maybe the next appearance is during Matt Lowe's. He gets, he gets scared of Spider-Man. Oh, right. the Al Octopus thing. Yeah. Okay, because Parallel okay. Lives is in the '90s, so this yeah, is the Octopus thing that was awesome, which we covered in two parts, by the way, on Friday Night Fights. <laughs> oh, I must have missed those. Uh, <laughs> What's the that next was the creepiest on? wink I've ever seen in my life. So anyway, those were those were the the spider the spider annuals. Okay, we've got. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead what? No, I, I, I'm going back and forth between screens here, and George was uh, – uh, I'm, I'm on the delay where George was lecturing me, uh, so – I'll get used I, to it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, go ahead, Brad. This, uh, there, there's one annual, but I don't think you're prepared for it with the Marvel Team-Up Annual 2. Do you want to do that at a later date? Uh, well, yeah, because I haven't read it. That's the one where Spider-Man and, teams up with the Hulk, right? And that, that, that <laughs> one's – Show that, prep fail. No, I know, but that one's really important to me because I consider that one like, like if not the uh, first comic I ever had, if not, it's one of them, and I still have a beat-up copy of it, so I really want to spend some time on that one in the future. So next time we hit 79, let's hit that annual up. 
Oh, so, well, it's 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 here in this uh, essential Marvel team up number four. No, we'll, uh, we'll we'll spend some special time because that one means so some much. Special time. time. I, I, special I like time. that one. We're gonna take it to dinner first, it's, Brad. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> then we're gonna do. No, we're, we're, it's gonna be a no, very, we're, we're gonna a we're gonna talk episode. slower during the whole thing so people can understand what we're saying. Are so we gonna be a very a, special issue? Are we gonna take it up for a nice lobster? Are we gonna take it out for a nice lobster dinner and then never call it again? So. All right, we're going to the regular issues. Uh, This is a big month for Spider-Man in July of 1979. It's the first appearance of the Black Cat. Marv Wolfman, Keith Pollard, ASM-194. Yeah, this is... uh, You almost wish that uh, Ashley were here. She's here in spirit, though. She's not. She's she's, she's out there free. Free to do what she wants. (laughs) Free, free from people popping action figures up and, and doing jackassy things. She's free. <laughs> All right, take me through it. I, I, I want to. I, I want to do a particular gesture right now, but I. But the uh, Douglas filter is kicked in, and I can't do it. <laughs> I'm a filter now. It's like Photoshop. So anyway, I'll take a puff of the sharpie here and uh, start in on a. Amazing 194. We've this is where we first meet the black cat, and the black cat was, uh, I think, Wolfman originally intended her to be a Spider Woman villainess. Yeah, and for, then he left that title, whatever, and he brought the concept over, but it turned out to be a, it became a totally different character. But anyway, we're, we we're op- we open up with the black cat, and she's stealing some police files. And then she starts on, she goes on a recruitment drive. She recruits this uh, relatively marginally intelligent thug who is very strong. And then she goes and recruits your typical mad scientist slash uh, safe cracker uh, for some nefarious uh, scheme, which she has in mind. Well, we segue. Peter is visiting the Restwell nursing home where Aunt May is in a nursing home. Yes, he has finally, finally decided to commit the old Betty. She's, you know. I mean, look I think, at her. I mean, she she looks so much different than she does today. Look at that. Now she's I, getting shaken down by S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by Samuel she, L. Fury. Yeah. yeah. Now she's, uh, you know, and that, yeah, now she's been de-aged about 20 or 30 years or whatever and all glammed up. And uh, I guess eventually she'll start looking like Marissa Tomei because after all, the comics now have to emulate the MCU, right? Well, because she's, it, it, she's eventually going to do what's that Brad Pitt movie where they keep getting younger and younger and younger. Benjamin Button. That would be Benjamin Cocoon. Button. She's going to be a Benjamin Button. She's going to surpass Peter at some point. Yeah, but the, like so, everything like in Secret Empire, it's the Chitari are in Secret Empire now because yeah. the comics have to uh, now have to follow the the, the movie universe. Yeah, uh, it. Hey, does that mean we're going to see the Watcher now more often since they appeared in? Guardians we won't 2? see the Watcher. We'll see Watchers. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to see Uatu because I think Uatu is with Fox. That's what I wondered. I was yeah. wondering how we could see the Watchers. I guess that's the loophole, right? We can't yeah. see that. I one. think they're scared. Well, we can't see like the watcher. <laughs> but it, during, uh, so Peter's visiting Aunt May in the nursing home. Like I said, he finally got tired of the obity and he put her away. Uh, so he's going to visit her. And so he, you know, he goes and he, you know, says nice things to her or whatever. And then, you know, before, yeah, you know, I'll go visit the old bat and then dump her off and forget about her. So as he leaves, Dr. Ludwig Reinhardt is watching. 
you know, and Dr. Ludwig Reinhardt is, is running this nursing home. And Brad, do you know, you've asked this question before and, uh, mm-hmm. and we gave you an answer. Uh, and so we'll see if you actually remember now. Uh, spoiler uh, alert. He who, won't. It, who, oh, is no. Dr., who is Dr. Ludwig Reinhardt? <sighs> when did you give me this answer? <laughs> oh, dude. Actually, I, I think. I think actually we gave it the first time we discussed this issue back in uh, July of uh, 2009. So we oh, 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 I, I remember. I asked, I, oh, okay. I, I remember because I read this this past year. It's Mysterio, right? Whoa. Wow. Give the man a cookie. He remembered. I rem- oh. Only because I read it this past year on Marvel Unlimited when I did the read through. But yes, okay. I don't remember so you telling me in 09, but. Well, I do. So, anyway. Two. <laughs> uh, I just wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> so, Reinhardt's watching. So, Reinhardt's watching Peter leave. And, of course, you know, we right now we all think that Reinhardt is just this, this nice guy who's running the nursing home, but he's being visited by the burglar. Because mm-hmm. now we first saw the burglar back in issue number one hundred and seven. Well, actually, we actually saw him first in Amazing Fantasy fifteen. Blah blah blah. Yeah, blah. but uh, but that's not important right now. Uh, we saw him return, but he wasn't identified in issue num- Amazing number one seventy, I believe, the Doctor Faustus issue. That's and, a lot uh, of months in between building this up for two hundred. Well, it was Lynn. Ween uh, started that subplot, and he was gone ten issues later. So uh, this is. So I think this is. I think this is Marv. Just after he got his own stuff going, um, uh, you know, thought, oh well, that'll be a great way to uh, to uh, to lead into issue number two hundred if we save if we hold him back a little bit longer and then have the story unfold by issue two hundred, which was logical actually. Uh, So. Anyway, so in 193, the burglar appeared and uh, threatened Reinhardt and said, you know, yeah, that, uh, I went looking for something in that old bat's house, and that's when I killed her old man, and now you're going to help me get it. And so, that, and then, of course, the next issue in 195, we find out that Aunt May has <laughs> died. But, yeah. but we're not there yet. Uh, issue 194. Uh, so... Peter leaves, and they and so Reinhardt and uh, the burglar have one of those uh, villain uh, conversations. Spider-Man goes to the Daily Bugle because during this time, as you remember, uh, after uh, Spider-Man and Jonah had been handcuffed together in a defarious, devious plan by hatched by Spencer Smythe, Spider-Man was knocked unconscious, and Jonah had the opportunity to unmask him. Well, Spider-Man, we never found out, you know, we didn't find out what happened. So we're left with, does Jonah know? Does Jonah know? And well, it's bugging Spider-Man as well. So he runs into the Daily Bugle and he, you know, want, you know, he, he wants to, to get the truth out of Jonah. And Jonah just says, don't you wish I have a special surprise for you? <laughs> um, which I don't know if we <laughs> ever knew what that was, frankly, because Wolfman, uh, Wolfman left and, uh, Roger Stern finished all his subplots up in issue number 206. And then Denny O'Neill came and crapped over all the rest of them in 207. So, but <laughs> some shade being thrown by, by uh, Fettinger tonight. Yeah. yeah. As he does, as he does often with him. Yeah. So leaves a bugle. Now, Peter actually is not working for the bugle right now. Peter was fired. 
and he is working for the Globe and yep. Barney Bushkin. And in this issue, I believe we we meet the mysterious April May, who stops Peter there and says, "I want to talk about your photos because your photos are scrumptious." And Peter's so, some quick trivia: April May was almost a Spider Jeopardy question here before last. Okay. Almost, almost, but she wasn't. No. Wow. Under the chicks category, I thought it was too obscure. <laughs> oh, April. Okay, I got her. Got it. I guess, yeah, well, I guess we all here, here's a picture of April May. By she, the way, she sounds like a James Bond uh, side piece. April May. <laughs> What's your name? What's your April name? May, April May. April May. Yeah. What's your so, name? So she was. Uh, she was. Uh, with the globe and she and you know she she and peter started out on a uh bad note because peter kept blowing her off and i don't know what the wolfman's plan was for her because spider-man curiously re- during one incident ref- with the, when he was teaming up with the punisher referred to april by name twice which to me was kind of a hint yeah. that April was eventually going to remember that and wondered why Spider-Man was calling her by name. But that was just a guess of mine because like I said, Wolfman, Wolfman, I think left around issue 204 after 204. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think this was when shooter came in and at that time, Marvel had that writer editor thing going on where not only the writers were also editors of the titles and shooter decided to end that. And uh, you know, Jr. I read a uh, an article by a Marvel historian Peter. Is it Sanders or Peter Sanderson? Sanderson, I think. Sanderson, yeah. And uh, he said that the original plan for April May was to bring her back as uh, as a villain named uh, Facade. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Which would have been better than what we got. <laughs> yeah. So, which was nothing. Yeah. So. Peter, uh, like I said, that was our, so there we meet April, May and Spider-Man then goes, Spider-Man's out swinging and he sees a black cat and he decides to follow her and follows her to this gun dealer where she's going to buy it pretty well buy an arsenal. Uh, and that's when we start seeing her black cat powers. You know, she blows kisses and, uh, and things blow up or people fall into holes or something like that. Uh, or people get audited by the IRS or yeah. Spider-Man follows her out and, you know, he confronts her, he, you know, he catches her and that's when she says, decides to start making some moves on him. And so yeah. she's got this scrapbook on him and she lifts up his mask and uh, plants a kiss on him. And, you know, this is, this is in Spider-Man's heart now is starting to go pitter patter because you realize Peter's going through a rough patch. Mary Jane wrote him off once and for all. For yeah. the most part, you know, she said, I'm done with you. I'm only coming back for a cameo appearance and issue like two Oh something or other. And then I'm not coming to, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm not coming back until Roger Stern writes me back into the story around issue number 244. And so Peter, if, if memory serves right, this is like the first female villain that's flirting with them. I mean, Medusa didn't really flirt with them. Did uh, Princess, no, Princess, Princess Python flirted with him. Oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. This is the but, first uh, relationship she wanted with to super, super power though. Super yeah. powered person. Well, she's Go not ahead. super powered yet. That's true. I, you know, I take the black that. Back. Cat, the black on. cat powers that she manifested were all actually uh apparently the way she explained it was she went always went to the scene beforehand, planted explosives or whatever, and yeah. then at the right moment would set them off and make it look like she had bad luck powers. Uh yeah. But anyway, what 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 the whole gist of the plot is? 
she had stolen these files. She had stolen four files, and two of them were on uh, the thugs uh, that she had recruited. A third one was on the arms dealer, and then the fourth was on a Walter Hardy. Uh, and so Peter does some research, finds out Walter Hardy is incarcerated. He had a daughter and guess who shows up to bust him out of jail? You know, and that's why she hired the safe, the, the safe cracker and the thug and why she bought the arsenal to break her father out of jail. Uh, you know, she, uh, demonstrates her bad luck powers and blows Spidey up and, you know, we are to be continued hmm. and, then we go into issue number 195, uh, which is the uh, the conclusion of the story. She gets Walter out of jail, uh, and then she appears to die by falling to her death in the Rocky Shoals. But ten issues later, she comes back. And yeah. from then on, she becomes a rather memorable foil for Spider-Man. She becomes one of his uh, paramours, uh, and she becomes well, so become one, of, one of his what? Well, isn't that a paramour? Paramour. It's par- paramour. Paramore. Yeah. yeah. Paramore. It's also the name of a, gro- a group. <laughs> Par- uh, Param. Wait a minute. See. Paramore. Okay. That's spelled like a more. Like a more. Okay. Paramore. Paramore is an American rock band from Franklin, Tennessee, formed in 2004. <laughs> I'll be darned. Okay. I think I'll just stick with Paramore then. I was, surpri- yeah. I was surprised that Brad actually knew who Paramore was. It's kind of. <clears throat> well, I'm hip, so- man. I give up. <laughs> anyway, this this is this is also where uh, uh, Ned Leeds comes and uh, clocks Peter. Oh, no, I was in issue one ninety three. So yeah. we we have the whole Ned and Betty thing going on too here in the background. And uh, so I mean, but th- this was their Marv Wolfman's Marv Wolfman's run, and and I always thought Marv Wolfman's run was a very memorable run. It only lasted a couple of years, uh, but there were a lot of things uh, going on. You know, you had the marriage to proposal day. to this, which day. was turned. Yeah, yeah, the marriage proposal that was turned down. You had Peter entering grad school. You had the the black cat introduced. Uh, it our, was uh, our, our very own uh, spectacular Mike has said, "Wasn't this also the story where Peter is facing some comeuppance for his affair with Betty Brant Leeds?" And the answer yes. to that would be yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it was. Uh, it was definitely. Uh, it, it was a memorable time. I, I just remember uh, really anticip- eagerly anticipating the next issue uh, during the Wolfman era. Yeah. So. And at the end of the uh, 195 is when he finds out Aunt May's quote unquote dead. That's right. He gets a telegram yeah. or whatever yeah. that says. Remember we're those sorry telegrams? We're sorry, Aunt, we're sorry to inform you that May Parker has died. And of course, yeah. this resolves itself in issue 200. So. The, uh, just reading the Black Cat figure in here. Uh, it just is so different than the crime lord that we have now in the current books. You know? Oh, uh, Stabby McKillerton? Yeah. It's just she's she's a fun-loving character that that doesn't – it just – it's so out of character, isn't it? Well, uh, you know, I guess Slot had different plans for her in his uh, notebooks full of fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's really sad what's happening. I mean, it was it – was, uh, she was an interesting character and it was, was, and it was, it was interesting. I mean, like I said, because 
early on, you, you, you know, early in Spider-Man history, you know, you thought of, or they, you know, Gwen was the good girl. Mary Jane was the quote unquote bad girl. Gwen was the girl he was supposed to marry. Uh, and then, you know, years later, the situation kind of turns around. Mary Jane is now the wife, the dutiful wife. And, and, and then somebody else is the bad girl. And, uh, you know, there was a dyna- dynamic between Mary Jane and Felicia. I mean, they, <laughs> Mary Jane just didn't trust her, you know, and, uh, you know this, and it was kind of that was uh, 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 Mark Millar did a pretty good job with that in uh, Marvel Knights, his Marvel Knights issue, and then Roberto Aguirre Sacasa uh, yeah. had a had a pretty memorable I, I Black think, Cat story. I think Mantlo did a, so much with her in Spec that made her. I mean, uh, Wolfman started a strong origin for her, and Mantlo just continued it over in Spec. I thought, yeah, and then Al Milgram turned into the crapper. As someone in the chat called him earlier, Mantlo Damas. <laughs> Hornacek asks, "What kind of old folks uh, informs you that your aunt has died by telegram?" What? <laughs> That's some cold stuff. Nineteen yeah, seventy nine, though. No doubt. I was about, uh, well, you know, it's it's uh, you couldn't reach people by their cell phones, uh, and uh, I don't think that uh, Peter had an answering machine. And uh, yeah. I'm trying to, I mean, I'm trying to think of when I had my first answering machine. Were answering machines common in 79? I don't think so. It was the mid-80s before we got one. These 79 was rotary phones. Yeah, but before, before then, like any, anything like that, like if, if you needed to get messages, you used like a beeper service. Oh, wow. You know, and then you'd call in and they'd say so-and-so called for you and then you return yeah. the call. So the uh, let's look at some my other dad, issues. My dad was a doctor, and I'll I'll always remember the beeper going off all the damn time. Oh, really? Yeah. Look, big watermelon man was on call. Yeah. <laughs> you want team up or do you want spec? Oh Lord! Well, let's let's make an ass of myself as soon you know right away. Let's go to spec thirty two. Spec thirty two. Uh, July seventy nine uh, came out, uh, written by Bill Mantlo and Jim Mooney on pencils. Yeah, boys and girls, I'm actually having to bring out the essential issue, and we will go through this together. <laughs> uh, but uh, actually, this is um, this was the one and only appearance of the great iguana. Uh, and uh, well, but, no, but, no, no, he appeared again. Oh, the, surely. In the Spider-Man Amazing Spider-Man One video game, there was an iguana. There have been iguana references since then, too. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there a Stegron iguana blizzard story? Yes. Oh, man. I just see. I told you. I'm, in, I'm just embarrassing myself <laughs> the rest of this evening. Told you I wasn't prepared, folks. But anyway, this story, this uh, issue number 32, this is also memorable because this is Peter's first day at grad school. And this is when we are introduced to Professor Sloan and Marcy Kane and. Uh, Uh, Peter runs into Professor Sloan and then he sees Marcy Kane and he tries to look up her skirt. That's his, that's our introduction to Marcy is Peter trying to look up her skirt. Uh, Because as you can see, Peter knocks Professor Sloan down. He helps pick up Professor Sloan's papers. And then Marcy shows up and while he's, I'm looking at the panel right now. Yeah. He's, he's peeping. He's peeping. Peeping Peeping Peter Peter Parker. Parker. (laughs) Peeping Peeping Peter Parker. <laughs> so, but anyway, so you know, Kurt I think Connors he's looking is at her legs, but eh, oh, of course, of yeah. course, sorry, yeah. 
because he's a good boy. Yeah. You know, he's Aunt May's good, but Aunt May would never raise a young man to, you know, to look up girl skirts. So, but anyway, the Dr. Connors is, see, Dr. Connors was a semi-regular character here for a while too. He was working at Empire State University. So more, you know, Peter would run into him occasionally. Uh, and, you know, we find out that Connors has been experimenting on, on an iguana, another one of his crazy mad scientist stunts. And, uh, and actually, this is one of those short 17, 17 page stories. So, oh, they, yeah, they, so you, they trimmed them down. What, refresh the listeners why they cut Marvel Comics down. Well, they were trying to, I think for a while, they were trying to keep them at the same price. I think yeah. that's why they went from like 20 pages to 18 pages to mm-hmm. 17 pages. Uh, and so. And then I think then they decided to go ahead and boost the price, and I think that's when we got the standard twenty two, and I think it's been at twenty two ever since. I think it has so, too, yeah. But uh, but yeah, this was back in these days they were only seventeen. So like when you get the old essentials, like this one here is Spectacular Spider Man thirty two to fifty three, Annual number one and two, Amazing Spider Man Annual thirteen. Uh, so there's an you know, awful lot of stories in here, yeah. but. You know, the Spider-Man eventually, you know, runs into this iguana that uh, Professor that Doctor Connors was uh, working on, and guess what? It's now a man-sized iguana. And the next issue is titled "Night of the Iguana," which sounds awfully familiar, mm. uh, but I just can't place that why that sounds so familiar. I mean, surely they wouldn't rip off a, a title of a, an already established story or anything, would they? <laughs> <laughs> so but anyway, but Spectacular Spider-Man number 32, it's, it's again, uh, it's significant because it's Peter's first day of grad school. Okay. Uh, and so now Marvel team up, right? Marvel team up. We're going, uh, let me pull it up. Let's see here. Oh, yeah. Also known as Second JR. I'm sorry. I, I had Jeopardy flashback. Pardon me. Marvel team up 83. We've got him teaming up with Nick Fury. Yeah, yeah, and my, um, I tell you what, my, um, I, I'm looking at an essential, and see, I've got this essential here, and mm-hmm. you can tell that this is, you know, I've got the reprints, because in these issues, Fury is white, and that's because this is a black and white reprint. This was the, uh, I, this, I was just going to say, go ahead, George. This was the second part of a four-part story that ran through uh, Marvel Team-Up, uh, and it's one of the better ones, one of the better arcs in the entire story. Uh, and we covered all four parts, of course, on Spidey Friday Night Fights. <laughs> well, uh, we've, I, got, we've got Chris Claremont and Sal Buscema on uh, writing in pencils. Yep. And this all started, I think, with uh, uh, a mysterious woman by the name of Nancy Rushman, who was really uh, the Black Widow? Who, had, you know, to be honest, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I hey, don't hey, 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 George, George, here's Spider your- Yoda. No, oh, George, <laughs> here's your chance. Take over his show. <laughs> well, I wasn't prepared to uh, because I thought that somebody else was already prepared enough to do it. <laughs> By the way, you never get this kind of phoned-in material on. Spidey Friday. <laughs> this this entire this entire thing has gone off the rails. <laughs> Go Spider ahead, Yoda. <laughs> You're the one that to- that coined that term there. And I'm the one that took yeah. it away from him, and I can do it as many times as I want to. So, all right, Spidey. Nick Fury. 
yeah. Anyway, so uh, Black Cat loses her, her her memory, becomes Nancy Rushman. Spider Man gets the hots for her. Uh, uh, Nick Fury, Shang Chi. Uh, the Silver Samurai, they all get in a big fight over four issues. Nata- uh, Black Widow gets her memory back and says, you know, Spidey, maybe you were horny for Nancy and maybe Nancy liked you, but I'm not Nancy and I don't have Nancy's feelings. And so that was that was Marvel <laughs> team up. That was the shortest summation. That was the story. This That's- is this is this is the level of quality content rich <laughs> coverage that people have come to expect. <laughs> Well, since we finished, rather than I, you know, rather than make crap up, which I have been accused of doing, I have decided, you know, to maintain my integrity. (laughs) (laughs) I I am maintaining, (laughs) and I I have not read the story. Rather than string you along and try to fool you into thinking that I prepared. Uh, join, I am join us next month, kids, when JR phones in some more crap. Spider History, JR, what happened in this month? Yeah, uh, according to this cover, uh, Stegron's on it. And then we had this other story. Well, you know, also and came I, out this month in July of 79, uh, Spidey Super Stories 41 with Nova. We just took messages. Yeah, do you want to not cover that one, JR? <laughs> Nova and <laughs> Spider-Man team up against... Uh, Doc Ock, it looks like. Yeah, I didn't get. I stopped collecting Spidey Super Stories at number twenty-five because all the comics went to thirty-five cents, and I had to drop one. Yeah, it was Spidey Super Stories. Yeah, and the Electric Company company magazine came out with Spider-Man in it. I remember. Did you guys get the Electric Company magazine? Do you remember that? I bought it because there was like a four-page Spider-Man story in the back of it. I remember that really well. Uh, also, thanks to our um, friends over at SpiderFan.org for giving us this rundown of what came out for what month. So, And it looks like Spider-Man makes a brief cameo fighting one of my least favorite villains, which is Arcade, in Uncanny X-Men 123. Okay, let's uh, see. Arcade just keeps haunting you, doesn't doesn't either? I, I like Arcade better than Mojo. Brad. Well, I mean, last month we we talked about arcade yeah. in the in the news segment, and this month now now he's haunting you in, in Spider I history. I think we need to, I think we need to do a, a Friday night fight involving arcade just oh, to spite no. Brad. What do you oh, think, George? Oh man, I was uh, about to say, you know, I mean, he was in a Marvel team up with Captain Britain. Surely we know, can uh, you know, find I out should. when that was. I should there there should be some kind of payback for all the little props and all the little crap going on and. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think maybe we'll have to do that. How, uh, Enigma wants to know, Jr. How hard is it to research a good fight? Uh, I don't think that's what he's saying. Oh no! He's oh, God. <laughs> I, I, I believe think, he's I calling think, it a good fight. I think yeah. basically he's uh, he's uh, taking up George's mantle here <laughs> yeah, and pr- accusing me of phoning it in. Hey, well, uh, he's taking a shot at me because I said that we, you know, that we're actually prepared when we do. Spidey Friday night fights. <laughs> and, uh, but the thing is though, is that I have to have a good concept, but when I cover it, because we do context, Brad and I actually talk about this time frame in Spider-Man history and what, you know, all the different things that are going on, you know, but, but we focus, what we focus on is the fight, but we always give context and that come, that means we have to do prep work 
And that's the kind of quality that you've come to expect on Spidey Friday Night Fight. I will gladly pay for JR to make shit up is what Ninja (laughs) Warrior. I can't can't make it up anymore because Brad won't let me use that word. Oh. You know, let's and see. I just said it. I just said it. Yeah, okay, well, I mean, you're the host, I suppose. Well, well I mean, the and, 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 before, and fake Mike here is is trying to prove he's trying to prove how smart he is here. Answering machines were being sold in the U.S. as early as 1960. Well, you know what, fake Mike? They didn't get all the way down to southwestern Indiana by 1979. I can tell you that. <laughs> see, there, there's a difference between things start being sold and when they're actually commercially viable. We had TV in the early 30s. Yeah, yeah. But, and, but, they, but they weren't. In everybody's house that's true and al gore invented the internet in the 50s but it wasn't available to most of us until the 80s and 90s so we're to 90s. before we wrap the show up any other comments from our youtube uh people watching this live before we wrap this show up we've got 20 people it looks like and i apologize and, and no enigma i don't I don't have a headache. I'm, I'm just listening intently to these three guys go, you know, through spider. <laughs> we should just be glad he's Jeez. not total, you know, just be glad he's not smashed or something. What were you saying, <laughs> JR? I was about to say, I, I apologize for not being prepared for the last few issues, but because of my high ethical standards, <laughs> I, I, <can't, laughs> I, I, I cannot, I cannot fake it. Um, in fact, I can see the, the people dropping off. Now we went from 20 to 18 to 17. Oh, wait a minute. 18. <laughs> <laughs> They're going back up. All right. Uh, Hornacek says this was the spe- best spider history ever. Oh, he's, he's, well, I was about to say, who's writing, who's writing him the checks this month? How hard is that, though, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> All I don't right. know. The Joey Z was a pretty high bar. I'm not going to lie. Thank you, gang. For any final thoughts, JR? Good month or bad month? We didn't ask that. That was a bad month for me. I can tell you that. <laughs> hey, hey, no respect at all. But, yeah. uh, I don't get no respect. I get no respect. No respect um, at all. Uh, actually, it was a pretty good month. I mean, it was. Uh, we had the uh, introduction of the Black Cat. We had Peter going to uh, starting grad school for the first time. And uh, as George alluded to, I mean, uh, I, I didn't read it. But uh, he said it was a pretty good Marvel team up, so I guess I'll so I guess I'll, I want to read it when we're done here. Yeah, uh, for but, all the all the stuff that Claremont did for team up was really good. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah. I that's why I retitled uh, Marvel team up suck at Jr. on Spider Jeopardy. <laughs> but you know it's funny though because um, I was thinking this whole Nancy Rushman subplot uh, where Natasha, you know, it's very similar to. Um, this uh, the the astonishing Spider-Man Wolverine miniseries, uh, where this girl is trapped in time with Spider-Man and Wolverine, and they fall Peter and her fall in love, and uh, when they get back to um, and he's going to ask her right. to marry him, but they get back to their own time and she's completely forgotten him. Oh, so yeah. there's a there's something a little bit a little bit similar, not the same, but a little bit similar. Well, Sarah Bailey, she was a Spider Jeopardy answer. That's right. I won one of the Spider Jeopardies that year because of it. Wow. Uh, that was the answer. But I only won because George wasn't participating that year. A final note from Enigma. <laughs> well, they can't all be winners, JR. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think that's what. Uh, Enigma is certainly, man. I'm not going to lie. Enigma has been certainly that. You know, that's what, you know, that's what my mother in law told my wife. You know, uh, when I when she brought me home for the first time, she said, well, Karen, they can't all be winners. So, you know, I'm right. used to it. All right. That's a wrap. 
Uh, YouTubers, all six. Oh, we lost a few, JR. <laughs> thank you Man, all we're down for to 16. Thank you all for watching. This has been fun. 